Umkit Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the summer of 1943, President Franklin D. Roosevelt's clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts upheld their mission to defend the free world from Nazi villainy. This squadron was known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Subaqueous Substratum. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she had taken off on a solo attack against the nearby aquatic SCAR base, and had fared none too well for her efforts. Despite her prodigious skill, Dixie was outmatched and crashed hard into the Pacific. Let's listen in as Dixie tries to escape this horrifying predicament. Why aren't these canopies airtight? It won't budge. Too much pressure from the water. Realizing the only way to get the canopy to open was to wait for the cockpit to fill entirely with salty seawater and equalize the pressure. She could only sit and wait. What did I do? Why am I even here? I never would have let one of the others go on this mission alone. I'm a fool. A really angry fool. The plane is sinking so fast. I'm never going to make it. The water's rising. Dixie undid her harness and stretched up as close to the canopy as she could get. Okay, Dixie. Okay. Calm down. You can do this. Okay. Okay. Deep breath. Dixie filled her lungs with as much of the remaining air as possible and ducked under the water. Seconds later, the cockpit was filled, and the canopy opened easily out into the ocean water. Dixie launched herself out of the cockpit, kicking off her boots and swimming for the surface as fast as she could. Faster and faster she swam, upward through the darkness, the light of the surface tantalizingly close, but still so far away. Her arms stretched, her legs strained, and her lungs ached to the point of bursting. Able to hold her breath no longer, she slowly let it out in the hopes of giving herself just a few more seconds. Refusing to give up, Dixie swam on until the last bit of breath had been expelled, her last ounce of energy expended. Mustering all her willpower, Dixie forced her eyes to remain open for one last glance at the surface and the shining sun, still so very, very far away. Her eyes rolled back into her head, her eyelids closed, and the end was nigh. But something wouldn't let her go. It was hard to think, there in the dark depths, out of air and out of energy, and she knew soon she would lose consciousness and her body would try to breathe, spelling her doom and sending her to a watery grave. But even in that state, Dixie was not out of the fight. Never out of the fight. Not our Dixie. Her mind raced, struggling to keep consciousness and discern what she'd seen as her eyes rolled back. 
Color was difficult to make out in the dark, in the deep, but it looked like a hand. A hand? No, a claw, a claw scratching metal, and it was on a hatch. Her eyes snapped open. Goosebumps flew across her skin like fire through brush, and she saw it again. The unmistakable logo of SCAR on a hatch into their base, which extended down well below the surface of the water. But the hatch was moving. The entire base was sinking. Had she destroyed it? No, this was a controlled descent, and how the base had remained hidden. Her mind racing, Dixie knew she had only seconds left. Her mind flashed through memories of her time leading Brassy Battalion, their fights with SCAR, the destruction of the SCAR castle in Germany. What was her brain trying to tell her? What was eluding her grasp? Grasp! That was it! (coughs) Dixie reached behind her back to her belt, which holstered the ray gun Volker had created and which she had appropriated so long ago. Her fingers grasped the handpiece, and she could only pray it would work under the water. Taking aim at the hatch, she fired. It worked! She swam through the hatch and into the chamber beyond, which was quickly filling with water. Her head broke the surface, and sweet air cascaded into her lungs, restoring her life. Her fingers clutched the metal grating of the wall, and she hauled herself to her all-too-weak bare feet. She was in an airlock, and had only broken through the outer hatch. She staggered over to the door, gripped the spinning metal door handle, threw all her weight into it, and pushed for all she was worth. The water quickly rose around her, but she would not give up. Her arms felt like rubber. Her legs were about to give out, but she was not yet out of the fight. Never out of the fight. Not our Dixie. The door finally gave way and opened into the base proper. Water poured through the door into the base, forcing the door open ever further. Dixie braced herself between the wall and the door and heaved with all she had left, letting her full weight add to the force. The water gave, and the door finally closed. Dixie smiled ever so slightly before her body and mind shut down, and she fell to the deck, unconscious. Rest well, Dixie. You've earned it. And now, a word from our sponsor, Luscious Umket Potato Juice. Yes, we're here today to tell you about Luscious Umket Potato Juice, which is more luscious than even you can imagine. Are you sure? I can imagine a lot. Quite sure, chum. And to show you just how sure Umket Industries now presents Frank McGuff. Oh, McGuff is the one since the battalion to sortie. He's mustached and charmingly portly. Portly? Now just hold on a minute. Oh, yes, that's right. They said portly. Yes, we did. It's no secret that you enjoy apple pie. Well, why would I keep a secret of something that ain't no secret? I couldn't have said it better myself. And may I just say that I'm glad it's you who's on a reducing diet, and not me. I am? You are. I would sure hate to not be tempted by all the tempting foods that tempt me. No, it isn't so hard. After all, you can follow the easy oomkin approach. Comes from potato farms made in the USA. Won't do you any harm. 
Yes, it's the EUA. <gasps> the EUA? The one in Vera only. What's a EUA? Yes, the EUA certainly does make reducing easier. No strict diet list, no strenuous exercises, and no drugs. No exercising? Now that's a plan I could follow according to plan. And yet the EUA really works. Actually? Actually. You mean the EUA works so I don't have to? Well, that sounds very American. And why not? There's nothing more American than not working if you don't have to. Yeah, that's what I just said with the words that I said. That's what he said. Yes, it's true. That's what he said. Now listen up, you. Intelligent, cooperative people who faithfully follow Dr. Uncle Oomkett's instructions lost an average of seven pounds a month. Remember, folks, he said intelligent. You're intelligent, aren't you? And you have to cooperate and go with the flow so that the flow can go. Seven pounds a month is worth a little cooperation, wouldn't you say? But how is it possible that such a miracle is possible? Seven pounds! Amazing results! Sworn to before a known republic, and just listen to how easy it is to lose weight this proven way. My ears are all ears. Just mix three quarters glass of luscious Zoomcat potato juice with one quarter glass water. What kind of water should I use? Salted. Right. Drink before meals and at bedtime, and this remarkable action follows. First, you have less desire to eat sweet, fattening foods. Cutting down caloric intake. I don't think I like the sound of that. Stay nice and trim and look good when you go for a swim in the neighborhood. Second, the natural dextrose added to luscious Zoomkip potato juice is quickly consumed, and by this process actually helps nature consume excess fat. Help nature? Oh yes, we must. But which fat is excess and which fat isn't? Luscious Zoomkip potato juice knows. Fret not. I ain't fretting. I just don't know about this here idea. No drugs. You needn't suffer one hungry moment. And no strenuous exercises. All right. I like that part. Don't we all? This is America. Comes from potato farms made in the USA. Won't do you any harm. Yes, yes it's the EUA. So right now, when your lightweight summer clothes make your extra weight more noticeable. I knew I shouldn't have worn linen. Why not start the thrilling, easy, oomkin approach to reducing? The EUA awaits. Start now. All right, sir, I will. Mmm, that sure is some terrible juice. We now rejoin our hero as she awakens on the cold steel floor of the submerged SCAR base. Help. Gotta stand up. Come on. On your feet, Dix. What's that alarm? Well, that water's draining out underneath the metal grating. They must have some kind of fail-safe set up. Hopefully they won't realize that... The sound of approaching footsteps silenced Dixie, who dove through an open door in a desperate move to conceal herself. Ah, the hull has been breached! What, are you sure? Yeah, look there beyond the airlock window! It's open sea! Hey, the floor is wet. It looks like some water is still draining out. Well, how do you think that happened? Oh, do I look like some sort of holes in the hull Nora about her? Oh, that doesn't even make sense. You're no good at English. Why aren't we talking in German anyway? Are you sick? I told you to get an extra banquet last night. What? You coughed. Huh. If I did, I think I would know. It wasn't you. No. Well, I heard something. I got good ears. Oh, not that again. Come on, it was over this way. 
Slowly, the SCAR troops made their way toward Dixie, getting dangerously close to discovering her location. Look there, you see? Nothing here. I'm telling you, there was something. Dixie stared out at the booted feet of the SCAR troops from beneath the table under which she hid, hoping that she would not cough again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I create this car logo, and what do you do? You keep hearing things that aren't there. Well, I'm <laughs> crying, you know. Suddenly, Dixie felt that aching in her lungs, and she knew she could not hold it off forever. The cough was coming, and there was no stopping it. And I let you cup my bun. You will never let me forget that, will you? Uh, of course not. You owe me. Realizing she'd soon be made, regardless, Dixie bolted from under the table and ran off down the hall. <laughs> hey, that was Dixie. What, here? Yeah, I've got good eyes. My mom was deaf. After her! The troops took off after Dixie, drawing their guns as they went. Christ! Dixie pushed her tired body onward, rounding corners with blazing speed and trying to stay out of enemy sights. Shoot her! Yeah, what? You think I'm not trying? Dixie rounded another corner and spotted something that may just save her. She turned on her heel and slammed a blast shield down behind her. Just as the SCAR troops approached the blast shield, a side door opened and out stepped Reginald Billingsley. Ah, what are you imbeciles doing? Dixie! What? Dixie! Where? Nice place you got here, Bill. How is this possible? I shot her down! Well, I don't know. Yeah, like we're totally trying to kill her and everything. Well, put those guns away. One stray bullet and you could rupture the hull and we'd all drown. Far better fate than either of you actually deserve. You weren't shooting, were you? No, no, no. Uh, no, boss. We were no never. Way. What's no. that, Bill? You say you don't want the place shot up? Huh. And here I brought Volker's ray gun with me and everything. You did not. Oh, no. Curse you, Dixie Stenberg! <laughs> See ya, Bill. I've got a base to destroy. <laughs> We've got to stop her! But how? We can't get to the blast shield! Yeah, it's part of the base defenses on everything. We'll have to go down the floor and make our way around. In the meantime, let's call in some help! On the other side of the base, in the barracks of the fearsome Zeta Squad, a call was about to arrive. Walter, answer the phone. I like phones, but we are playing the game, yeah? Walter, answer the phone before I cut out your spleen and feed it to Nebulon. No spleens, please, unless they are soy spleens. I would eat soy spleens, if you please, you bumpy blood bottles. Yeah, I answer the phone, only I was going to play the game with you. You are losing anything. Curse that infernal ringing. Answer the phone, Walter, or I'll scalp you and use your hair to swab the deck. Okay, phone. Only I say gin first, yeah? Gin. What? I, I, I do not believe this. He won. What I don't believe? Is that Zeta Squadron sits around playing gin when we are not in combat? This is because your worthless simian friends cannot think of anything better to do. Oh, like eating cake. Cake! Where? Give it to me! No! Cake! Yeah, hello? What took so long? Gin. I thought I told you no drinking on the job. But I won. No drinking game. I like games. Dixie is here. Where? Here. Oh, hello, nice lady Dixie. Dixie? 
give to me the phone. Okay. Boss said I should try drinking again. Where's Kat? Pilska, what is this news of Dixie? Somehow she survived the crash. Somehow she did not drown. And somehow she is now here, aboard this very base. She dropped a blast shield and blocked our path and was last headed your way. I'll take the troops down the level and around the shield. Meanwhile, you and Rattle... And Wutter. Oh, if you must, you find her. And no guns. We can't risk breaching the hull. <laughs> it shall be my pleasure to send her to a grave worth dancing on. Dixie is here? Ja, there is your hunting kit. Under my bunk. Why? Get it. We need some weapons. Oh, those are big knives. All the better to skin Dixie with. Let's go. Meanwhile, Dixie crept through the base, checking rooms as she went in the hopes of finding the mastermind behind it all. Where are you, Geist? It's time to finish what we started back in Germany. She approached the next door and slowly opened it to reveal... You! (gasps) Oh no, not you again. Help! Help! I am desperately in need of some assistance! Quiet! And you have my ray gun! Oh, am I mistaken in your intentions? Perhaps you just arrived to give it back to me? Well, very well, hand it over. No, no, I assure you, I'd much rather shoot you. Oh, help! Help me! Help! Oh, please don't kill me. I'm too young to die. So many things I haven't done. So many soups I haven't yet tried. Help! Ow! That wasn't very nice. Yeah? Well, neither is being a Nazi. Touché. Finally, Dixie looked at her surroundings. Glass beakers and test tubes covered every surface, filled with bubbling and churning liquids of every imaginable color. Maps of the world covered the walls, with green pins dotting the surface like freckles on a nose. Several devices were sparking electricity, while others looked so alien to Dixie that she could not even begin to fathom a use for them. Just what are you doing here? Nothing. Experiment, mostly. And research. And searching. But really, nothing. What is all this stuff? Where did it all come from? Nothing. I mean, nobody. Or no one. You know, this ray gun doohickey you made sure works swell. Even underwater. Underwater? Really? Well, I I mean, of course, really. I know exactly what I'm doing. And if it still works after all this time and being submerged in water, I think it'll probably work just fine to melt your face off. Me? What did I ever do? You're in cahoots with Geist. Well, okay, yes, I'll give you that one, but... Suddenly, the gleam of something metallic and green caught Dixie's eye. What is this thing? A piece of that robot you guys have? What? That? No, that's a scale from the... Yes, of course, it's from the robot we have. Absolutely. Robots don't have scales. Ah! Don't point that at me. Okay, I admit it. I found the beast, but I haven't told anyone yet, because you need to be sure about these things, or people can start getting jumpy Tell me what's going on here before my trigger finger starts getting jumpy. I'm afraid the only jumping here will be you, and out of your skin from fright. Duh, that one didn't really back so good. I didn't hear any better suggestions from you. Hi, Dixie. Uh, that knife is as big as your head. Enough talk. You are big. You are deathless. And now you die. A calamitous calumniators. This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. If I never almost drown again, it'll be too soon. You're not out of hot water yet. <laughs> 
See what I did there? That was clever. Hey, watch the hair. Mark Zerichor as Frank McGuff. Do you really think the potato stuff will help me lose weight? It is the EUA, you know. I think that was named after the sound you make after drinking the drink that makes you make the sound. Anyway. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. Oh, come now, it can't be that bad. That is downright offensive. Kinda like you, chum. Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. Seconded. That's it. One word, no long, extrapolated paragraph using a plethora of synonyms ad nauseum. You're not worth it. Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. Then I am disturbed. I'm hoping this is not the beginning of a new trend. Scott Vinicombe as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. What sort of trend might that be? We went in this episode. At all. No battalion. No brass. Well, we didn't make the mistake that Dixie did. Oh, what? She made her bed and now she must lie in it? Alone? Well, now that you mention it... Stop it, Corny. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony Pacelli as Joey Scalzetti. If she don't come back, this is totally going to be the Joey Scalzetti and Brassy Battalion kick Nazi butt theater. No, it'll be the Reginald Billingsley and Zeta Squad up to no good theater. I'll fight you for it. You're on, you cretinous Neanderthal. I'm flattered. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. I'm sure you'll prevail, Dixie. I believe in you. Thank you, Tommy. It's it's just I, I care about you, Dixie. What about me? Ah, yes. Well, Nev. I'm so confused. Perry Whittle as Benedict Derichenko. I hear vodka helps. Oh, yes, please. Give it here. Isn't that going to just make him more confused? More, less. It's all the same to the vodka. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. You know, Friedman, us not being in an episode gives us more time to... <laughs> well, you know. Repair the fuel lines? <laughs> not quite. Inflate the tires? Hmm, closer. Lube the chassis? Oh, honey. Catherine Pride as Geist. Dixie, in my place, and I still don't have any lines. Where is that rider? Ow! Damn it! Justin Dobby as Volker. There, you see, I have been doing something, just like I said. I have, I have, I have. Era Pelodi as Ursula Unger. Jean, I mean, really, who would believe that? David Alexander McDonald as Walter Falkenstein. I like Jim. <laughs> Kevin Hoskins as Radolf Pelzer. Maybe we skin him too. After Dixie, yeah? I am thinking maybe. Ja. I like thinking. M. Ciro Garcia as Nev. What? One line in the credits before now? Is that all? Count your blessings. Sheesh. Philip Weber, SSCAR Trooper 1. I got good eyes. 
David Alt, that's S-C-A-R Trooper 2. I got good ears. My mom was deaf. My pop was blind. You're a match made in heaven. Oh, <laughs> you're too kind. Yeah, we're not half as good as you and Volker. Oh, really? Do you think so? What? Julie Goldstein as the robot. So much water in this episode. It makes my motor rust just to think about it. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon. You mean you are not waterproof? <laughs> You'll get yours, you. Ow! You are not my delicious cake. Kristen Bays as the Umket triplets. Remember, folks, Uncle Umcat wouldn't lie. So give it a try. Yes, it's the UA. And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. Now with more. Ugh. This is Seth and I'm sure. Stay tuned next time as Dixie tries to single-handedly fight her way through SCAR on a one-woman mission of destruction only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a Pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, brought to you by Luscious Umket Potato Juice. And remember... Oh, McGuff is the one who sits a battalion out to sortie. He's mustached and charmingly portly. Cooperate and go with the flow so that the flow can go. Comes from potato farms made in the USA. Won't do you any harm. Yes, it's the EUA. That's, that's really terrible. Stay safe, America, and good night. Ah, uh, imagine, Freddy and I, a match made in heaven. Ah, uh, oh wait, what was I doing again? Oh, I can't remember. End the episode already. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur. Umkent Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2008, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.